Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Tactics Podcast. My name is Daniel. Uh, Carl's not in with us. Uh, Have Hope isn't in with us. But I think you've been on the podcast before now that I think about it. Um, I have. Yeah, yeah. I should go back. I should have gone back and listened to it. But, yo, we got the homie Red. What's going on, Red? Yo, yo, what's going on, DT? How you doing, man? I'm I'm all right. I'm all right. So you can follow us on Twitter at Talking Tactics, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, all the Talking Tactics. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It's free. If you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow. What else do we have? We have Patreon, so have hope and I will find time in the week and we'll give you guys your extra. It's going to be about the James Bond film that I watched. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and it's going to be about probably the, the, the harder they fall. So we're, we're going to jump in our movie bag, which is very common. Make sure to check out our Patreon. Shout out to all the Patreons out there. Um, Red, where can people get you on the internet before we get oh. into this? Honestly, just follow them. Uh, if you want to check me out, I'm on Twitter, Red9248. Uh, you guys know what that number stands for, obviously, if you're a football fan. And uh, that's it. Uh, me and HH also do a YouTube show. Uh, we, you can check that out on the Half Ho Pot. Uh, we do uh, we, where we talk about just anything, really, anything and everything. So, yeah, that's all I got. Red9248. What is this? I don't get 9248. it. 92. Oh, is that like uh, when Ramos scored? Ron Ramos scored. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. 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 That, that, I mean, that number is just engraved in my head now for the rest of my life. So, because at first I was like, okay, were you born in '92 and then '48 for the World Cup? Like, like what's maybe, that? I was like, like what do you honestly, mean? like I, I mean, I would have been like '92 April 8th, but no, no, it's 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 uh, <laughs> it's, it's honestly just for that that header that specific time frame because like I think I think every Madrid fan can tell you this like they remember exactly where they were when Ramos scored that like yeah. I was it was it was my uh, cousin's wedding and I was in a washroom and I was watching the game on my phone that that's literally where I was exactly and uh I remember when that header went in because I was like people if I if I go back like the, the one of the, the whoever loses that final was gonna go trophyless because Barca had already locked up the I believe the Copa del Rey in the league no the league was uh no no this was the Atletico when the league and Barca already won the Copa del Rey. So Madrid, we're going to go trophies if we don't win it. And it was like also losing to Atletico. That was pretty bad. And after the heartbreak in 2012. So that header, it's it's engraved. That moment is engraved in my head. Mm. I can never forget it. Great moment. It is, man. Really good moment. I Made Ramos a legend. You know, I watched, I've basically watched all the Champions League finals since 2011 or 10, like in the same spot. Mm-hmm. Like I just, at the parents' house. They have like a big TV, so just go there, watch it. Oh man, but, they kind uh, of all blend together though, which is a problem. So there's not like a distinct memory I have for each place. 
Mm. Except, well, Chelsea 20. Chelsea, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I don't know Wait. what happened. Like when drug was scored, I don't. I, I was outside with no shirt for like I don't know how I got outside with no shirt, but I was outside oh, right. with no shirt. And that that's was not legendary. my speed because I'm not built in a way to where Daniel should be having his shirt off in public. <laughs> like that's not me. But I was outside with no shirt, just like yeah. But luckily, that kind of uh, over the top Chelseaness has died down with time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's been quelled. I mean, like cold. to be honest with you, I, I I've gotten to that point too. Like I feel like. When we're growing up, when we're like you know, like in our teens or tw- early twenties, yeah, we look at our the super the, the footballers that we grew up with as superheroes. Like I'm pretty sure what drug it was for you, yeah, right. Like for me, it was uh, like essentially for me it was it was Zidane, but like sort of Benzema and Ronaldo also did that for me a little bit. But like even now as I grow older, like we get these new young stars. I can't really. I love Vinicius. I just don't look up to Vinicius or like. Or, it's How just like, can you? He's a yeah, teenager. Ex- exactly. Like, He's like, like ten I'm, years I'm, younger than me. Like pretty much. <laughs> like it's 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 hard. So I was gonna say I just found myself to like not fall out of love from the club. I always will support them, but like sort of almost like I'm a bit detached. I feel like this is just for the younger generation now. I just enjoy the football and I don't care whatever happens happens. Do you know here there's there's a huge rivalry between North Carolina and Duke. Like mm. it's a huge, huge thing. I'm sure because Reds Reds in Canada, but you're from Syria. So yep. maybe you have a an idea of this. And I was born in Canada, but we moved to we moved to Virginia, then we moved to North Carolina. So I've been in North Carolina for a minute. I've been a North Carolina fan since I was in Canada, to be fair. Because there was a kid, I got it, what was his name? His name was Philip. Oh, I forget their last name, but they were Dutch. They were like, what? <laughs> There's always like one white family in an African church for whatever yeah. reason. Like if you go to the African church, there's like one white family. And this was the white family. So they, there was Genevieve, there was Emily, and there was Philip. I remember them now. Bullhauser, Bullhauser, something like that. Mm-hmm. And they had like a huge house. At least it seemed huge when I was like six. They had like a football pitch kind of thing so so that's like where i would play football and stuff like that they had a basketball goal they had like a lake or something no this house was huge not just because you were six if they had all that i'm just saying i'm just saying like i remember playing football with like they had like goals set up so it was like Mm. these they were were well rich people at least that's what it seemed like from as a little kid it might have just been a yard with goals but i mean i was five six so yeah we used to go to their house and philip used to take me to his room and he used to pass out basketball cards I don't even know where this is going. We're just talking life at this point. Yeah, yeah no, no, it's okay. It's, you go, it's, with it's, go with it. It's it's an international break. So he had like these tapes of Chicago Bulls games. Mm. So he was handing me basketball cards. Like, yeah, you can have these basketball cards. He might have been like 13, 14 years old. But, you know, I was the cool little mixed race kid that everybody wanted to hang out with. Yeah. So, <laughs> but he would put in the tapes because remember, this is 1995, 1996. Like, this is Chicago time. Bulls are massive. Yeah, I was so into who is Michael Jordan? Who was Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, this. And I was like, where did he go to school? College was a big deal because if you flip mm-hmm. over the basketball cards, it's always like went to Purdue, went to Notre Dame, went to USC. Mm. It's like, where did Michael Jordan go? University of North Carolina. So from then, like five, six, that was my team. Little to know that I was going to move to North Carolina like crazy seven years later, whatever the case may be. And I could have gone to UNC Chapel Hill, but you know, for money's sake, I didn't. Mm. Um, so, so from five or six, that was my team, which means you automatically, once you pledge your allegiance to North Carolina, you hate Duke. 
You mm. hate their players. You hate their fans. You hate Coach K. You hate everything about the school. But as I've gotten older, especially when you're college age and over, you realize these kids are 17, 18, 19, 20, mm-hmm. 21, 22 with the oldest. What do I look like being a 31-year-old hating on a 17-year-old talented basketball player who's the only reason he's going to Duke is so he can either, one, get a really good education or primarily, two, get his family out of a poverty situation and Duke is the best place to go. Like, yep. if, you're, if, if you're Kyrie Irving, why wouldn't I go to Duke? If you're Zion Williamson, why wouldn't I go to Duke? It's, it's a pipeline of talent. So the older I get, it's just like, why am I holding on to that memory of being in that place with the homie Philip and yeah. <laughs> like I just, let it go, you know? No, but see, you, just, see, here's, you just have to let it go. Life, life is funny like that. Like, cause like, so check this out. Like, I now for me, I I can relate one hundred percent because even right now with the new Barca team, right? Like, I can't hate on Ansufati. He's like seventeen years old. He's a baby. <laughs> I can't hate on Pedri and Gavi. They're they're kids. Like, I just come off like a weirdo, like hating on these children. I actually can't do it. I actually, like, I don't have any agenda against these players. I, I really yeah. can't really hate them because they're children. Like, I can always criticize a player when he's 24, 25 at the peak of his powers. You know, he's he's entering his prime. You can criticize a player, but, like, when they're kids, like, you just come off bitter in a, as a hater. I still We're get mad ed- at Chelsea, though. I, I, I don't have hate in my heart for Tottenham or Arsenal or any mm-hmm. of those things. Like, it's fun. It's, of course, banter's banter. But- yeah, yeah. We're entering though. I think we're entering like that awkward stage right now because like I feel like when you're youthful, you you sort of have that sort of like passion all that stuff. But then you enter the awkward stage where you sort of like you know it sort of becomes secondary. But then mm-hmm. once you get into like your 40s and 50s, and your kids are start looking up to it, your passion I feel like gets reinvigorated. Like for oh, example, for sure. like maybe like right now you you like you you don't see yourself. Let's say for example when you're like maybe you have a, you have your own 16 year old of yourself, and he's trying to get into basketball, and he's like you know look at you for like North Carolina. Then I feel like you can now hate because you're you're more rooting for your son or rooting for like your kids, right? Like I feel like because when you always you always see they always see sometimes like like you never see like thirty year olds that are super passionate at these like college games or like these youth games, but you'll see like a 40, 50 year old that's going all out and screaming at the top of his lungs and very passionate. But I feel like because he has a you know a dog in the fight, so it's sort of like it wavers, right? Like it, like you like it peaks almost again later on in life. Know. I hope not. <laughs> oh so um let's let's get into some let's get into some questions Mm. so red has graciously joined us on a world cup qualification week so there's not many juicy stories actually oh that is a total lie and you'll have to forgive me but we're gonna start with this what do you know about this psg situation that's going on with the oh. women's team if we okay. want to talk about juicy stories because like, i'm not gonna like i remember the day that happened i woke up like i woke up at like 7 a.m in the morning yeah and the first notification i see is that crazy headline <laughs> and i'm like what like this can't be real right like i like i so I, I i click on it and like i don't like i'll be honest with you i don't really usually read football articles like that not unless like i have like a dog in the fight like madrid but like i read that article i'm like man this this is how is this real? Like, and what? And, and the funny thing is, when you actually look at like the starting and the appearances, like she she doesn't really start that many games over um, Diallo. She doesn't like they they like they both have like pretty much like one has nine, one has seven appearances, one has like five starts, the other one has like two starts, and the other are off the bench. Like to be honest with you, it's not like a reason to do. Don't don't forget your point. But before you jump in your back, 
can I apologize? And I'm sure a lot of people might think this or not even realize it, but like mm. the only time you mention women's football is if there's like some scandal. That's our fault. You know, yeah, there, I, there, yeah. are, there are other podcasts I know that do a way better job of covering the women's game. So mm-hmm. I, I do feel slightly guilty just like, yo, let's talk about the controversy without actually talking about the matches or we don't have to grasp on who the players actually are. Like, like that's 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 not cool. But it is like a worldwide story. So it is. It is. It's, it's, it's entered. It's entered the mainstream of football yeah. news. Like everybody's talking about this. And like, uh, look, I'm not gonna front. Like, I'm not a fan of women's football. Not because I'm against it or anything like that. It's just that, like, I personally like when football is played at the highest level, and I tend to see that typically in the men's game, like where I have more affiliation to it. With that being said, I will always support my club no matter what. So even if it's a female team, I will support them. I will send them, and I'm all for it. Like, let let them like play. But when it comes to this story. You know what's juicy about it is like because like I wanted to know like what's the incentive, right? And I was like, it doesn't make sense for the club level because they're both playing. Like she's not she's mm-hmm. getting less minutes, but like not anything for like not any not, cause for that. Not not to beat her up over. Exactly. But then I was like, maybe for France, because they're both French. Mm-hmm. I was like, maybe like for then she wants to be a part of, part of the call-up. But then I'm pretty sure you heard the update around the story where they're saying right now that she has nothing to do with the whole situation. Now, it's not confirmed. We still don't know what the facts of the case are. The French authorities arrested Diallo on suspicion of having two thugs beat up Hamrari. But, like, 24 hours later, or 48 hours later, they released her without, like, charges. Mm. So, what what I know about... I've, I've, I've been trying to slightly improve my French, like, over the course of the past few years. So, sometimes I'll watch French TV shows. Mm-hmm. And one of the shows that I watch is called um, Engrenage which is it means spirals mm. it's a crazy show with like crimes and police and all this kind of stuff it's like uh it glorifies the police which i have my own issues about kind of like csi or those kinds yep. of shows but look i just need to hear you guys speak french and then read the subtitles so that's mm-hmm. what i'm here for but there's a dude in the show his name is juge robot or juge robot he looks exactly like arson wenger it's kind of crazy not exactly but like if i was casting arson wenger in a movie it'd be this guy and it kind of shows that um, people get charged and then like there's this intermediary guy, which is this judge. He investigates whether or not the charges should continue. It's a different system than what we have in America, Britain, I'm assuming Canada, where there's an intermediary guy who like investigates the case to make sure that the police are doing what they're supposed to be doing. The prosecution is doing what they're supposed to be doing. And the defendant has a fair chance. Mm. So I'm assuming this guy in this case probably looked at all of the details and was like, why are you arresting her for X, Y, Z when there's not enough evidence to support the theory that she had two guys beat him up? Like, you got to let her go. Mm -hmm. So that's probably what I'm assuming happened based off my loose interpretation of this TV show. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. But you're actually if, if, if there's not enough evidence, then you gotta let her go. See, the problem is I don't even think it's a problem with more with the police, more so than it is with the media. Because mm. like the police, look, whenever a crime happens, everybody's going under like they're gonna take everybody in like blindly. They don't care. Like you if you're like an armed robbery happens, anybody that's in the vicinity, they're gonna like even is slightly suspicious, they'll take them in for questioning, right? So obviously, because she was dropping her off. She's like she's a like a, a direct uh, uh, she's a teammate and a direct competitor for like limited slots on a team. Um, she's obviously going to be under suspicion, right? Because she put her in that position where they could find her, so they're going to bring her in. The problem is with the media. You're going to hype it, it. 
Exactly, because that yeah. headline is too juicy for them not to take advantage of. You know what I mean? So right. they're gonna push for that. They're gonna definitely push for that, and and, and that's where I find my like where our biggest issues. Is like it's kind of sad because women's football is always put in this kind of position. If if it was if it's not for like some like you know like uh, yellow tab like, you know tabloid uh, yellow pages kind of headline, people won't yellow pay attention journalism? to. It. Yeah, you know, the tabloids, right? Like, yeah. It's always like the yellow headline, like scandal. Like teammate has her other team, like, like beat for <laughs> out of competition or jealousy. Or and then you hear like some of the men go like while they're beating her, they say uh, we don't sleep with other with, uh, with husbands, something like that. That's what the attacker said to her. And I'm like, OK, that's either A, she actually did that shit or B, like they're just doing that to throw a scent, like, you know, like uh, to get the scent off the trail of the whoever actually did it. Did you see the development from today? No, what happened today? That Hamrawi and Eric Abidal have were apparently together. There's some link with Eric Abidal. Who? Let me check. Actually, I, 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 while I was googling her name, I, I, I did see that pop up where it says, uh, "Here, let's this see." Eric, <laughs> Eric Abidal to be questioned by French police French in police. relation to attack on disease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is this is from ESPN. Former France and Barcelona defender Eric Abadal will be questioned by the police in the next few days over the alleged attack on Paris Saint-Germain's Kira Hamrari. Prosecutor, so this might be now. I don't know if this is the this is this this is the person, but prosecutor told the media on Monday that the 42-year-old will be quizzed soon as part of the investigation. Sources have told ESPN that Abidal's wife Hayet could also be questioned by the police. According to yeah. sources, police have explored the links between Hamrari and Abidal during the investigation. Abidal was Barcelona's sporting director when Hamarari signed for the Spanish champions in 2018. He was sacked from his role at the Camp Nou days after the men's team suffered humi- a humiliating 8-2 Champions League defeat against Bayern Munich last year. Sources have told ESPN that while investigating the players' phone calls, police noted Hamarari had called Abidal on the morning of the attack. The news comes after fellow PSG teammate Aminata Diallo was released from custody on Thursday without charge for her involvement in the alleged attack. They're still calling it an alleged attack. Like, is there proof? Well, they have to um, say alleged. They have to say alleged. I know. I'm just saying. But <clears throat> according to sources, Hamarari was in Diallo's car with two other PhD teammates after leaving the cl- a club dinner in Paris last week. When the car pulled out in front of her home, two men wearing balaclavas armed with iron bars dragged Hamarari out of the car and started hitting her on the legs. Oh, I have a theory, but we'll get into it. Diallo and one other person were detained for questioning last week about the attack. The second person was not identified, and although no charges have been filed, the investigation will continue. Hamarari, who needed stitches in both her legs and hands, is recovering from her injuries after the, after the attack, while sources have said Diallo is, is in shock over her arrest. Both players missed PSG's six-month defeat against rival title rivals Lyon on Sunday, and sources added that Diallo is a major doubt to feature in the Champions League clash at Real Madrid on Thursday. Theory. Total speculation. Mm-hmm. Let's say Abidal and Hamrari are in a relationship. Yep. Who has the incentive to beat her up? His wife. Wife, yep. So it wouldn't shock me now if Abidal's wife sent the hitters for her. All they had to do is just wait outside her house, and it just I so happened it... that she was outside the house with her teammate after a dinner. I, mean, I find this suspicious because they, they beat her legs. They went for the legs. Exactly. That's like trying to ruin your career. Yeah. Like, and, and I don't think, I don't think, I think the wife would want her beat up, but not specifically ruin her career. Like, nah. I think. No, 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 no. You ruin my family. I'm going to ruin your life. Like, come on, man. It makes, it no, makes so a lot it, of sense. It makes, I, I kind of, I feel like, I feel like it has, somebody has to be incentivized for her not playing. 
Like, I, I really think so because, like, oh, okay, I see. because, like, I, I don't see how, like, the wife just by by exposing her because she she's already a PSG public player, right? Like, just exposing the fact that she's a home wrecker is already damage enough, like, for her. You know what I mean? Especially if you're trying to be like, uh, like, a, on the face of brands, like for like Adidas or Nike, or you're trying, you know, becoming going to that superstar status and being an, a role model for young women out there. Um, so I don't think I, I feel like the wife, like Abidal's wife. Is more incentivized in, in in just like going on a, on, a, on a smear campaign than just attacking her because she has more. We don't know what her that. constitution is though, right? She could be. We don't. We don't. We don't. Be from the streets. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. Like those. I'm just saying, those I'm just those could be anybody. Dudes from the neighborhood. Right. Brothers, uncles, cousins. You. We don't if know. Somebody's attacking her legs and attack, like trying to get her out of playing. I feel like it's it has to be somebody that's incentivized, like that, that gets something out of her not playing. Like somebody that they ruling her out because they wanted to make sure not that she's just beat up that she can't play, like that's what they went for. They wanted to make sure that she cannot play, like that she is like in a condition where she's gone. She's she's missing the game. We don't. It could be title rivals. Honestly, like this is this is a messy case. They lost six one. Do you think Jean Michel lost? He sent the hitters. He possibly did. <laughs> he could he possibly. You never know. You never know. Like honestly, like. <laughs> When it comes to women, it's 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 dicey, man. Because like uh, I always feel like women are more ruthless than men. Do you way do, do you know about Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding? Yeah, the ice skater. Yeah, like yeah. being in Canada, maybe you yep. have like um yep, the yep, idea yep. for this. But Tanya Harding was like uh you'd call it like a working class mm-hmm. figure skater to where like she wasn't traditionally beautiful or anything like that, but mm-hmm. she like had hard work and ethic and she grinded her way to like near the top of figure skating. And at the time, like the number one figure skater was Nancy Kerrigan, who's like what they call an ice queen, like, you know, traditionally beautiful white woman who does all the elegant spins and twirls and all that kind of stuff, but still athletic to a point. So Tanya Harding's husband, I believe, or ex-husband. Mm. hit uh nancy kerrigan in the leg with like a police baton yep still in my french bag for whatever reason with like a police baton mm-hmm. and just hit her in the legs and then like there's this famous video of like nancy kerrigan <laughs> sorry but <laughs> yeah. why oh why? Hold on. i saw <laughs> I think I've ever seen that. Like, it's like sport. it's it's sad, but it's funny at the same time. But it's just like, yo, so somebody came with the sticks and just beat her in the legs with it, mm-hmm. and I think that knocked her to the competition. And then because of the link with um, Tanya Harding's um, husband or whatever the case was, <clears throat> you know, she got implicated. So th- I think that's where people wanted to go with it. That is just mm-hmm. it's another story of like teammate beats up other teammate, but like this this story is way deeper, and we spent like fifteen minutes on it, which is crazy. But yeah, um, it is the biggest story of the week. <laughs> it is. It's, just, it's huge news, and like, it I'm... keeps it keeps growing. Like first, first I saw that um, Wanda Icardi sent the hitters because Mara was sleeping with her. I yeah, uh, the people are gonna I was lie. Like, nah, yeah, that's it's... too much. Yeah, anyway, let's go with this one. With the expansion to 48 teams at the World Cup in 2026, how would you divide the qualifying spots across the world? Really, the the country or the continent, rather, that gets the short end of the stick, considering the amount of countries that it has, is Africa. Yeah. You have 55 countries for, no, five spots for 50 countries yeah. as, it's, as it's currently constructed. One in 10. That's... 
far that's that's the worst ratio i would say because mm. I mean, the thing is I don't, FIFA's... how many spots do europe get as it's Europe, presently like right now because like, the thing is i don't know what the new system they have like i don't know how exactly it's gonna work because like you have they get 13 they get 13 13 yeah so, so africa has five um uh asia has it says four and a half i'm not quite sure what the half means but maybe that's like it's a qualification spot yeah there's there's one they, they play else. with yeah they play so, with, like, so 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 asia has up to five uh-huh. europe has 13 uh Concacaf has up to four which is Oceania has Oceania, it's not even guaranteed that they get one because they have to go into like a playoff. And then Connorball has up to five. Yep. But if you look at how many people are in each, so let's, we can just go through and just look at each federation. Um, CONCACAF has 54 members. Asia has 46 members. Europe has 55 members. Um, CONCACAF has 34 members. You wouldn't think that, but they do. Mm. Um, Oceania has 11. And Conanball only has 10. Wow. Yeah. No, South, America, South America is like... So, so South America really is... Half of their countries go. Mm. Yeah. Generally, because they're, they're going to win the, the qualification. So they get five countries from 10. Whereas Africa gets five countries from 54 yeah that's no, I mean, like, crazy I mean, like, but like the, the 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 quality of south american football you would say you want argentina brazil uruguay Chile, i mean argentina Colombia. and brazil have never failed to qualify for a world cup right. i've never failed to because like the, the, their qualifications are the easiest like mm. the thing is is you have a one in two chance of, of qualifying like you know what i mean like it's 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 uh it's not that like whereas let's say for example in in like you look at europe right there's so many countries but like those, but so many of them are trash. You're right, but it also makes it more dicey. Like for example, when you play the same country over and over and over again, like and if you're in like South America, you're playing the same nine countries, like how many times a year? Like you, you, you understand the style. You know what you're getting yourself into. You know the stadiums you're going to. In Europe, I'm pretty sure there's some some countries that you've never even visited. Some countries haven't even ever faced each other because there's so many. Same thing with Africa. Same thing with Asia. Like uh, the more countries you have, the harder it is. It's still like a percentage because like. It, it, it's going to be more difficult. Now, I do think that on average, obviously, I think South America has the highest quality football mm. on average. If we were like, let's say, for example, it's like at worst, at worst in South America, you have a C tier team at worst. Whereas in Europe, you have like F tier. You know what I mean? Like you have like Luxembourg and uh, what's that team that England <laughs> England destroyed today? Uh, San, San Marino. San Marino. Yeah, San Mar- yeah, exactly. These are just like countries that like, they're countries just because. Do you know have- what? They've played 10 games. San Marino. I'm looking at the table right now. Mm-hmm. Do you know what their goal difference is? What, like negative 40? Negative 45. Oh, wow. They've scored one goal in 10 games, and they have 46 goals against. They have no points from 10 games. I'm looking at it right now. It's insane. 10 losses. They're gonna, these guys can't even like, defend. Andorra's bad, but San Marino, it's like, it, why? Look, look at their team, time. squad sheet. Their squad sheet, like, no assists, no goals. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's all just like uh, these players like 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 these guys like the cool thing about them is like they actually just go get to go on like vacation like you know they yeah. get to go play like yeah, well they they, look, they get to meet like who uh Lewandowski they got to meet some of the English players like it's not that bad you get to meet like like you have Andorra even Andorra has two wins I'm pretty sure those two wins were against San Marino in the home yeah away. they must be yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> like that it has to be. Like so, it's it, it, it's just like and like you have Lichtenstein, like same thing, like two goals scored, thirty four conceded. Like that's ridiculous. I, like, it's it's silly, but if okay, I, you could put it like this. I don't even know how Cyprus is a country. Oh I yeah, mean, Cyprus is so tiny. Like a lot of these countries are tiny. Like what's the population? The population of Cyprus. It's a, it's like a, it's a million people. Really, a million on Estimated. Cyprus. Yeah, like over a million. Whereas Cyprus is off the coast of Syria, so you can go there by boat. <laughs> yeah, like, like that's have I'm, you I'm, been? I uh, no, no, I have. I, I've been. I've been to an island that's surrounding it. Mm. It's called Arwad. Uh, but like, if you go from Arwad to Cyprus, it's not even that far. I think it's Bro, like an hour boat ride. Gibraltar have a team. Yeah. Like, How? How I'm surprised the Vatican doesn't Gibraltar, have a. Bro? I honestly don't know. I'm surprised the Vatican doesn't have a team. Thirty-five thousand people. I see, like, like how, like the, the, these guys have to face. That's up like my neighborhood. Like I mean, I'm, <laughs> literally, population thirty-three thousand. Like that's as of twenty twenty. So these guys, like these guys, have to go up. Like London, London. If if if, if London were to make an eleven, they will smash Gibraltar ten times out of ten. London has. Millions and millions and millions of people. Literally, that's just like if you one... if you took Camden, you might have more people and just or Hackney or Tottenham. Let me let me let me. I live in a, live I live in a tiny city in Canada, and we have five hundred and eleven thousand people. Tottenham, based in Tottenham. How many people live in Tottenham? Do they have population stats? One hundred and thirty thousand people live in Tottenham. Yeah, there you go. That's just that's North London. That's it. That's it's. Three times, four times larger than Gibraltar, but Gibraltar have their own team. I'm I'm gonna say this: if if, if a player ever qualifies Gibraltar to the World Cup, he's Dodge. he's the goat. He's <laughs> he's literally the goat. Like, there, if you want to talk about degree of difficulty, like that is is like this it's guy's done. A, it's done. It's done. It, it, literally, he's 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 in the level of his own. Nobody comes close to this guy. This guy's a monster. But no, man, yeah. like right. a lot of so, teams in Europe. But if we were to so, divide so it, how, so how 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 would we divide the forty eight spots? Look, I'm gonna say, I give you give South America five, right? Like half. So, so they keep their five. They keep their five. Like, all right. No, no. Okay, if you okay, want to push it, you give them six. Pen and pad. Okay, so we give South America six spots. Forty-two right. teams left. I give Europe, Europe twelve. Okay. Just because of the fact that European teams tend to go far in the competition, so it's only fair that you know because you want you want quality in the World Cup. How, however many Europe get. Africa get the same amount because they basically have the same amount of countries. True, but like we want to talk about like about uh, like how far they go in the countries because I'm pretty sure they they give the the slots and the amount based. The on reason how... they don't go far is because most of the good teams get cut out because they can't true, attend. True. So true. let me put it to you like this: um, if we look up African qualification, if I could pull it up, I just had it up, but I don't know where it went. Um, the 10 teams that are going to be cut to five for this next World Cup are Algeria. Mm. That's a good team. Tunisia. Yep. That's a good team. Nigeria. That's a good team. Ivory Coast. That's a good team. Mm. Mali. They've performed well. They, you know. <laughs> I mean, you have Uganda, the Cote d'Ivoire, Senegal. Decent. They have Egypt. Ghana. Egypt. Egypt. That's a good team. Algeria. Ghana, like, Tunisia team. is usually pretty Sen- good. Se- Senegal, Morocco, and DR Congo. Five yeah. of those teams are going to be eliminated. So let's say Morocco plays Senegal, and it just it's just the draw. Yeah, those are two teams that could make a, a deep run into a World Cup because they have the coaching, the talent, etc. But if they get drawn against each other, one of them gets eliminated. 
True. And and so if, when, if 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 Senegal draw with Nigeria, or if Tunisia draw with Ivory Coast, one of those guys have to go. In Europe, those teams would just they're just they're already in because they mm-hmm. have the numbers. And then the second place teams would have a chance to qualify. So that's why I say that when people say ah, Africa hasn't done well in the World Cup, duh. Because it's hard like, for them Europe to get in. Europe has two almost two and a half times more teams. Yeah. I agree with you. Like, I really think like uh, now that I'm thinking about it, and also like the fact that like the only way nations could get better at football is like, like progressively competing deep into competitions, mm. prize money, incentive, <clears throat> inspiring the young generations. Like I'm pretty sure the reason why Brazil is as dominant as it is right now in world football is because of you know, the foundation that Pele yeah, set. Just, yeah. Players want to be like him. Players want to be like R9, like Ronaldinho, like like uh, like all these like legends. So when you set that up, like Drogba, for example, I'm pretty sure a, a big reason why a lot of Africans tend to be Chelsea fans is based off of just Drogba's dominance. There's mm-hmm. Drogba, there's Mikel, there's Essien. There's like there's a lot of reasons. There's a lot of other reasons, but like to be honest with you, like if you want, like of course you want to think Mikel and like Essien, like all these these are all like great great players. Like, but I'm just saying, like Drogba in particular, mm-hmm. he's he's just he's he's the biggest of them all. Like when you're ever you're a striker, you score goals, especially when he scored in Champions League final. When you you're a bit, as clutch as he is, it's hard mm-hmm. to really not know who Drogba is, right? Like I can I, I can understand some casuals that don't know like who Essien is, or maybe they know like. But when it comes to like Drogba, everybody like. If you know just a little bit about football, you know who he is. And is and, and and just not sorry to cut you, but just there's still one round left in mm. African qualification. Ivory Coast and Cameroon, it's not sure who wins. Like mm. I, I Ivory Coast are a point ahead. They have 13 to Cameroon's 12, but there's still another round of games. So even in qualification, Ivory Coast and Cameroon, they're cutting each other. One of them is not going to even make it to the next round. Yes, yeah, so like that's that's, that's, that's crazy because those are two of the most storied teams in Africa. Yeah, like he's like um, like growing up for me, like Cameroon was was the team. Yeah, like, with with Eto, like Cameroon and Cote d'Ivoire, like those were the two te- two like toughest African teams, and Egypt. Because remember, Egypt had Abu yeah. and Hamad yeah. Zaydan. Like those were the three African teams that like really really were notable. You are right, mm-hmm. like just because it's it's there's not enough slots. Obama and could never play a World Cup. Gabon is just, it's just too hard for him to qualify in Africa. Tough where, where opposition. Gabon? Gabon, they are second place in Group F behind Egypt, but four points with one game. So then they're, they're not going to make it. Yeah, it, 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 because um, it's, it's, it's very competitive and there's not enough slots. So, you know, I'd give, I'd give Africa 12. I think Africa definitely deserves 12. So, six for that would put them, that would put us at 30. So, you have 16 slots still. Asia could go um, for eight. Do you, do you know what? Let's give Europe 15. I mean that because if you go for 15 for Europe, that means we're giving them another three. That puts us at 33 teams, and at that point, you have only 13 slots for. No, we Asia. have 15. We have 15. Yeah, no. I mean, like, and if you go 15 for Europe, you're gonna get 15 for Africa. How many? How many of the countries are left? Or there's only. So 15 oh, Europe. I, I forgot totally about North America. You're right. North America so, and Asia. 12 for Europe. 12 for Africa. Six for, six for North, South, South America. America. That's 30. So 18 spots left. I go eight for Asia. Okay. Asia also has like 42 nations and like they also no, go. We could do eight, eight, and then two for Oceania. We eight for North America as well. I think eight for North America is too much. You think it's too many? Yeah, I think in North America should only get like four. Six? We could do six and then maybe yeah, so... move Asia to 10. Because Asia... I didn't realize Asia has 48 teams in it. I would That's add a lot. 
Yeah, like, true, but like uh, I honestly, I, I, I have to rate it based off of how much internationals you have and how much your team actually progresses in these competitions. There's a ton of African internationals in Africa and uh, Europe and South America tend to do the best in these competitions, whereas Asia has pretty, been pretty much underwhelming. So that's why I would keep Asia at eight for the time being and like based off performances. Okay. But I would say if you're going to go, that will put us at 44. We'd have four more slots. So I give, we give Ocean, let's say, one two. or two. That's, yeah. that's two. I feel like that's how many Oceania countries are there? They they right right now they don't even have a slot. Yeah, they don't like I it's it's should, not guaranteed. So. I'd say give them one guaranteed slot and one maybe. Like uh, a playoff with like Asia. A, quali- a playoff. Okay. Yeah, that's what they have right now. They have a playoff yeah. with Asia. That's what, I'm pretty sure that's what happened last time. Like Haiti played Australia, and Australia ended up winning the last World Cup. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Interesting. Either it was Haiti or Honduras. I think it was Honduras. I think it was Honduras that ended up playing like uh, that played them for a playoff and, and uh, they ended up winning. Which 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 did we give eight? Uh, Asia. Let's give them seven. Seven in a playoff. So we have twelve from Europe, twelve from Africa, seven and a half from Asia, six and a half from South America, North America, six and a half from South America. And one and a half from Oceania. Oceania. So that means there's four playoff games between North America, South America, mm-hmm. uh, Asia, and Oceania. Yeah. And that would get you to 48 teams. Yep. I think that's fair. I think that's very, so very fair. 0. 0.5. I feel like, if, and if you do want to modify 0. it, I would give four and a half to North America and add those other two teams to Asia. Do, are are there seven countries worthy of qualification from South America? And the answer is yes. yes, yes, <laughs> so, yes so so like, like they're 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 seven teams. I mean, I can name them right now: are Brazil, Argentina, Argentina. Ecuador, Chile, Colombia, Uruguay, and Peru. Paraguay yep. won't wouldn't get in. Bolivia wouldn't get in. Venezuela are at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's as fair as it gets. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure Europeans out there will be like, "Well, Europe should have more slots because Europe has." Because I know there's a lot of people who believe in Europe's supremacy in football, especially based off of recent memory because 2006, 2000. Enjoy your Euros, 10, man. But 2014 and 2018, last four winners were all European. But I if, feel like if, if you if you look at okay, so Serbia won their group, Spain won their group, Switzerland won their group, France, Belgium, Denmark, Netherlands, Croatia, England, Germany. That's not miles and miles and miles better than what the African teams, in my yeah. opinion. But maybe I'm, I'm of course I'm biased. I mean, I feel like I feel like the US national team could but actually Algeria, be half of those. Algeria, Egypt, Senegal, Morocco, like if you would favor many of the European teams in a World Cup knockout game, of course you would. But yeah, it's not just like a cakewalk. Mm. You know? I mean, so, like right now, to be honest with you in Europe. Only France and Germany are really strong. Like, that's it. Like, when you look at England, England don't look like a solid team. Like, England look very shaky and dicey. Like, I know they reached the final. They reached the semifinal recent years. But, like, when you actually look at the performances, they've been very lucky with their draws, which, like, they lost games intentionally in the last World Cup so they can get the easy round. Um, They were very, like, favorable like that. But, like, overall, when you actually look at their play, they don't really – they're not a scary team to play against. Um, When I look at, let's say, for example, the rest of them, like Denmark – uh, like uh, none of these teams like really are, are 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 scary to play against. Like even Spain, Spain is very weak. Like Spain right now, they they their their only styles is to keep like play keep away, just possession based football, and Con- just rely Kef on one nil. Now that I look at it, no, uh, Concacaf is is uh, it's basically just the North American team, Mexico and America. That's it. Mexico, 
United States, Canada. Mm-hmm. And those teams get automatic entry in 2026 because they're hosting it. Yep. And then Panama, Costa Rica, Jamaica, El Salvador, Honduras. Those are the guys in the in the eight. I think they do they call it a hex? The hex. The hex. I think I remember. I mean, like uh, last year, what was the last World Cup? Was uh, Honduras made it ahead of the U.S.? That's actually yeah. Wild. The U.S. actually were embarrassing that that last World so, Cup. So, so, so these these are the teams <laughs> in Concacaf. So El Salvador, Montserrat, Antigua and Barbuda, mm. Grenada, U.S. Virgin Islands, Canada, Suriname, Bermuda, Aruba, Cayman Islands have a team. Uh, Curacao, Guatemala, Cuba, Saint Vincent and the and the Grenadines, uh, British Virgin Islands, uh, Panama, DR, Dominican Republic, Barbados, Dominica, Anguilla, Haiti, Nicaragua, Belize, Turks and Caicos, Saint Lucia have a team, but they withdrew. I <laughs> 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 don't just you know what fuck it, we're not gonna get through. Saint Kitts and Nevis, Trinidad and Tobago, Puerto Rico, Guyana and the bahamas so just a bunch of island nations how mm. many people live in anguilla anguilla is a, is a tourist destination yeah i'm surprised they actually have a full-on team Fifteen thousand people Fifteen thousand, like and see, i'm rounding like, up like no offense to these teams it's just that like it's probably it probably costs some more money than it's worth to actually go and play these competitions how many people live in saint lucia that they would just withdraw no they have like that's a good that's a good population how much of, one hundred and eighty-four thousand. Yeah, that's that's possible. Like you know, it's Cayman Islands have sixty. They might just 000. not have the the money. Who knows? Or the interest. Yeah, like it's 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 most likely that's it. Like it's just probably. Oh, their worth flag is kind of dope. The Saint Lucia. I don't know why it looks cool to me, but it looks cool to me. It's like a bird beak or something. Yeah, 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 I see it. Like you could you could make a cool kit with that if you wanted. But anyway, anyway, anyway. Yeah, those, um, those are dope colors, by the way. You can make that. Like that actually almost looks like a badge, like a crest. Yeah. Um, let's answer the rest of these questions and mm. then we can get out of here. Um let's do it. So yeah, that's that's how we would divide the spot. So we would give twelve to Europe, twelve, 12. to Africa, mm-hmm. uh, seven and, and a half to Asia. Seven and a half to Asia, six and a half to South America, South America, six and a half to North America, North America, and, and one and, uh, and a half, one and half to Oceania. To Oceania yep. I mean, that's I think fair. that's fair. That's fair because, like, you. I know some people are going to be mad at the fact that North America and South America have the same slots, and South America is a much better, you know, like continent overall, like footballing wise. Uh, but we but, just like, read the teams off. Like, you get yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and plus, like, you want, you want, like, the thing is, people are forgetting that like, the World Cup is also trying to make football a more common sport everywhere. Right. Like, and you can't have that unless you give these teams a chance. Like, in the current format, 32 teams, yes, it's great. Um, But, like, at the same time, you want more nations to be involved to, inspire people like we have the champions league right now in europe but like we don't have to have like the asian champions league popping or the african champions league popping where people want to watch them or like that way you have more homegrown talent like i i i hope that within my lifetime to see like an african or an asian country win the world cup i'm tired of just europe and south america just dominating the sport completely do you know what i find interesting israel playing uefa yep we'll leave that there yeah, but I, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna even touch on that. You, you, people who know me long enough know my sense on this topic. I'm not gonna even touch that. So, yeah. slight, slight red bait, but yeah, don't take yeah, it. Yeah, don't yeah. I'm, 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 I'm gonna let that one slide. I'll let that one um, slide. All right. Adnan asks, "What are your favorite moments or episodes from the podcast slash football hut?" Minus the Zidane doc. Thank you very much. 
And mm-hmm. when Ajax defeated Madrid in the CL, HH brought out the guitar. Have you seen this video <laughs> where HH is playing the guitar? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, mud break, mud break, mud break, killed me. Oh man! Agent kills you, man. Agent kills me. Real, <laughs> <laughs> on the Tom oh. York side of the game, um, what is my my favorite football hut moment? Okay, my favorite football hut clip is the Kareem Benzema clip oh, where he calls him a break, Mumu Olodo, <laughs> this decadent Mumu. <laughs> He goes in on him so hard. He goes, and then and then the 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 fatal part of it is that Benzema from that moment, he not from that moment, but like seasons two seasons later, he's like Ballon d'Or caliber. Yeah. So it's evidence against him. But the oh, video yeah. at the time, I just remember just dying laughing. Oh, so I... that obviously like the. I don't know how long you watched the football hut, but I remember oh, when, I, the, when the 2014 uh, seven Brazil. happened. Yeah, the first two minutes was it was just silence. He was just staring at the camera. Yes, yes, and it was it's so funny because <laughs> so you like... have to you have to like like there's 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 a couple of videos where like that you have must watch like for me for me one of my favorite videos was the six one with PSG. Oh, what, like where that, he has the hamburger? Yeah, no, not the hamburger. I think it was was it the hamburger? Or was it the pancakes with Nutella? Uh, there, there I think was, it was pancakes was... with Nutella. <laughs> I like he's he has Nutella. He's putting him on the pancakes and he's going in on PSG. Like he stripped that club <laughs> naked in that video. Like that was so funny. Uh, but like when it comes to talking tactics, though, I remember like there was a period where I was not missing an episode. I was in tune. That was the 2018 World Cup. Because I remember you guys were bringing in uh, guests from for yeah, every yeah. country representatives, and like I believe that's when the Zaydan doc came out after that a little bit. No, that what? was twenty. It might have been early twenty eighteen. I all might have been early twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm pretty sure because like I it was it was around that period because like I was I was that was when I was like not missing any episodes like from the football hut or talking tactics. I was at the peak of me as a follower. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I remember like those those ones were super interesting. I remember watching like the because you, you guys had breakdowns for every team, and you're bringing like an Egyptian yeah, guy was, to come and talk on Egypt and like for like that Tunisia. Was a lot of work, man. It that was, was too much it work. Was, no, but it was like not gonna <laughs> lie. Like for me personally, I feel like that was uh, hopefully not your peak, but it was your peak thus far for you and the Hufflepuff. Because I remember HH also when, when the World Cup happened, like yeah. it was like daily breakdown videos and content, and then, like I would wait till like talking tactics. The World Cup is always gonna be the peak, I think. Literally, so, yeah. Like, Next year it's gonna be the same thing, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to do it a bit better. So, but hopefully, you know, hopefully. I missed one team. You know, I missed one team. Which one? Costa Rica. I couldn't find Which anybody one? who knew anything about Costa Rica. <laughs> I found one guy, but he didn't respond to me. Damn. But I got Damn. everybody else. Like, I there were white dudes talking about Brazil and all this kind of stuff. But I found a way mm. of like just finding an expert for every team, except one. 
Costa Rica. It pisses me off. But and that, that's that's the thing is like, like that's what made it so the, intense. The like, forty eight team World Cup. I don't know if that's happening. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. That's, that's a lot of work. I'm mean, hoping from this, then, this from is now the last one then, where I can just about make it happen. See, once I think once you once you hit a certain level of audience, people will just start coming on their own. They'll start popping up. True. You know what I mean? Like so, maybe the four, from here to the uh, forty-eight World Cup or the forty-six World Cup. Like, uh, if we're still doing it, hey man, you know. never know. I don't know, you, man. You, you guys, you, you guys are almost at three hundred mark. So, like, hopefully know. to a thousand. Oh boy, you Keep know how many? How many years is that? One thousand episodes divided by fifty-two. That's twenty years, man. 20, <laughs> hey, hey, hey! You never know if, it, if it's wor- like, if it if it works, it works. I mean, like we're living in the internet age, and you can do this from home. Like an hour out of your week but, or two hours out of your week, it's not that bad. I mean, there's a reason why Half Hope is like less attendant. Like the dude, he's he's busy. So, oh yeah. Um, who knows where the podcast goes? But yeah, True. um, favorite Half Hope football help moments. There's one video that was deleted that I believe was the 2015 Champions League final. Mm. Half Hope. I don't think he wanted Barcelona to win, or maybe he did want Barcelona to win. And I can't even describe what happened in the video, but if you've, if you've, it was like, it was a 15, 20 second video. And it was just like shakers and like a Barcelona jersey. And it looked like some juju stuff juju, happening. Yeah. I don't know where that video went, if it's private, if it's deleted, but it is, it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen pop up my oh inbox. My that stuff. What else? What else? I'm trying to think. Of course, every time Pep loses, that's always a, that's always a laugh. You know what though? I remember. I remember now. I think it was the 2018 Champions League final uh-huh. preview and review hangouts. Okay. Right. Uh-huh. Because he had Liverpool fans on there. Right. And and these Liverpool fans, like one of them came in because like the week prior, right? Abdul, you know Rahimsky. You know, yep. those Madrid fans, like, they, they were going and they were, like, laughing their asses off about Henderson and Milner and, like, <laughs> like, why now them? Like, they were they were going in on that Liverpool team, right? Like, mm-hmm. they were they were actually like, disrespecting Liverpool a lot. And so, the, a Liverpool fan came. I'm not going to name names. He comes in the week after. And he was coming in fuming. Like, he was, like, I could, literally from my laugh, I could feel the, the steam coming off this guy's head as he's talking. That's how it, triggered he was. And he was just hating on Madrid the whole time. And like and he was like saying, You guys will see. You guys are you're gonna get thrashed. You're gonna get thrashed. You guys are finished. Like, and then after that, in the review, he comes in, even after a loss, he was just calling us cheaters. He was just so true. He did not want to give us any credit. He uh, was, he, complaining about Ramos and Salah Ramos, and stuff. everything, everything. You know, the, the typical excuses you have, like, but I just remember like there was just a satisfaction to that. It was just so funny. Like that, 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 that just for me as a Madrid fan, but like anybody who's who wants to see that, like I highly recommend try to go back to 2018, that Champions League final, and uh, watch the, the the hangouts, the two of them, the preview and the review, because that was that was le- legendary moments, like crazy. My favorite podcast moment though, so far, when Car- Carl's first episode is the longest episode we've ever done. Really, and they got into an argument. About because it's the first time they met, mm-hmm. so you're meeting HH for the first time. Yeah, yeah, and you're hearing all of his opinions for the first time, and it's quite jarring. And they got into an argument about because, and I remember at this time we don't know Carl is going to be around for like the next year or two, so mm. he's just a guest. So 
<laughs> it's like, yo, you're meant to be kind of nice to the guests, but yo, they were going in on like, what is bigger, the World Cup or the Champions League? And I remember just kind of sitting back and feeling like, oh, this could be something if you guys just keep if you if Carl comes back, just two different the chemistry ends meeting, mm-hmm. and if I can kind of keep this on Mo- the on the rails, so to speak, like maybe moderated properly. Yep, right. Um, so that that was a fun moment. There was a podcast that we did. Chelsea were playing West Ham, and we were recording the podcast live. And not live, but we were recording it while the game was going. And Eden Hazard did this dribble. He just he dribbled through the whole West Ham team, basically. Yep. And yep. finished the goal. I had to edit the way that we screamed because the audio just sounded so crazy and wild. But the way Half Hope and I reacted at like different times, and I had to kind of piece together like the the intention of what that moment was. That was that was a great moment. That was 2017-2018, I'm pretty sure. Ooh. It was his last season, I think. Yep, oh, it yep. Was, it, that was, was, it was the sorry season, so. The it thing is, I saw that goal today because I saw this Declan Rice interview today, and he was talking about that moment in particular, how mm-hmm. he was saying he's, like, the toughest opponent he's faced is Hazard, and then he talked about that specific goal. That was, that was, yeah, that was but, a crazy goal. Yeah, the way that we reacted was just, that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I have more fun just listening to responses that Carl or Half Hope give to answers. So that's that's where I find my enjoyment mostly. It's not talking. I, I can make do if I need to. The weekly grind I, I find it slightly enjoyable. Do we have any other questions left? We might have one more question that we need to get to. Somebody asked something similar. Um, Tartan Fion, I guess. I hope I'm getting your name right. He basically asked, what do you think about the qualification spots allocated per federation? So we have to get into that. Mm-hmm. Um Last question: Why isn't the forfeit rule being applied for Barca's trip to the Allianz? If I'm if I'm a Barca fan right now, like I, I really think like obviously like I know they're joking, they're referencing HH's forfeit rule, like how like it's pointless. But if I'm a Barca fan, I would be excited for every game we play now because Loki, the energy within the club, and like I know this as a Madrid fan, like you're probably gonna be like like what? How can you say this about your rivals? But like Spain, La Liga, and Madrid need a strong Barca. Like we need a strong Barca, like uh, it's just it's it's not fun without them. Like having a strong rival just improves you and your quality of the league and everything. So for Barca, you get the young core they have. They have a young manager. They're I like how he brought in Dani Alves. Mm-hmm. I like like that he brought in some like he injected some uh, you know like some uh, experience into that youthful squad. In addition to Alaba and Sergio Busquets and all these players they could transition to this younger team because largely Barcelona right now, they're a team without any character, without any identity. Like their identity for the past three years has been Lionel Messi. That's it. Just get the ball to Messi. There's no, the, the, if you've noticed like, and for, for us back in the early 2010s and like the late 2000s, like you, you had the Barca way. That's what they would always talk about. The Barca way of playing like the, the, the way of Cruyff, the way of like, you know, Pep Guardiola, like, but if you've realized over the past five, six years, especially since the Madrid 3 P, because I felt like that added a lot of pressure on Barca to win. And that's why they had a lot of like bad transfer business because they were just going after big names. They sort of lost their way. They lost their identity. Barca was not a team. Like, I mean, they used to, or back in the seventies and eighties, they'd buy like, like record signings like Maradona and Cruyff and all that. But they sort of went away from that in the nineties and the two thousands. And they sort of now lost their identity where they're going after like 
big money signings. That was never them. They used to always like to promote from within or go for like low-key signings and, and sort of growth like that. So if I'm Barca, I'd be excited to see what Xavi could do up against the best. Right? Why would you forfeit? No, you want to play against the best. You want to see where you stand. Even if you're going to lose 4-0, 5-0, you take it as a learning experience. Because mm-hmm. these, these like, it, it, it's always going to, it's it's going to be hard whenever you're in transition. Like, I look at the Madrid side, right? This one that we were playing right now. Go back to 1819. We were awful. We finished with 68 points. We lost 4-1 to Ajax in the round of 16. Right? Like, we were not good. We're still not that good right now. We're, we're very average right now. We're, we're a decent team. We just have a lot of quality players, but we're slowly finding our identity back. When you have a player that's scoring 50, 60 goals, like it's easy for a team to just sort of like uh, become complacent around him, mm. right? Like with Ronaldo, who was scoring everything. When after he left, you just see us, we're just passing in front of a goal because nobody's <laughs> taking shots. Nobody, right? He used to take all the shots. Same thing with Messi. Like you see the team is like aimless almost without him. So yeah, no, why would you invoke the forward rule? You want to play. Let let Gavi, let Pedri, let like uh, Ansu Fati, let like let, let the youth, let, let them ball, let them let them play against the best, let them see where they measure up to Bayern. So at least let's say for example next year if you play them, you see the improvement. But yeah, that's my opinion. Do you think there'll ever come a point where you don't say we in relation to Madrid? I don't think so, man. It's too internalized. <laughs> it's it's too it's too internalized. Like like the thing is like I've like. I'm a very calm guy. I don't like to get triggered. Like, I don't like to, like, it gets hard, especially when Madrid. Because mm. I've watched them for so long. I've supported them for so long that it's become internalized. Like, even, like, to the point where I would watch, say, for example, like, any, uh, you know, footballing shows, like, on TV, you know, analytics. And when they talk about Madrid, I get triggered. I'm like, like what? Like, these guys know what he's talking about. We're this, we're that, we're this. Like over time, I've like I said, I've almost become desensitized from it, like a little bit. But I still can't help but say we, like, <laughs> and, and, and I don't know what it is, but like, whenever I get the chance, like every every year, I always buy a Madrid jersey. Anytime I see oh, any Madrid stuff, those, I always, they got you that bad, man. They got me that bad, man. I don't know. I like it, it's tough. It's tough. Like I'm hoping, I'm hoping that like <laughs> eventually I just grow out of this because like they're, they're low key expensive. Like they're they're like one hundred and twenty dollars, one hundred thirty dollars. Oh, do you, do you buy like the official badges? Yeah, I, I buy the no, I no, no, I just buy that. I don't put any badges or numbers or names no on names. my shirt. Just just the regular shirt. Just, just I'm just gonna give this to like as a pro tip to anybody that buys jerseys out there. Everything you add onto your jersey over time that starts to fade away and it makes your jersey look worse. If you get it just as is, it lasts much longer and it looks much nicer over time. Hmm. But what if you have like a really favorite player though, and like you? Oh want- no, I. I don't idol worship, the, man. The, I, the, I, the, the Vinny number 20 on the back. like Never, never. I, as much as I love Benzema, I'll never get a, 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 another man's name on the back of my shirt. Not as a fan, <laughs> but like, that's, that's, that's just, that's, look, it's just, look, in my, in, like, I'm, I'm Muslim guys for the, the listeners and like, I'm against idol worship. I will never get like another. I have only two jerseys that have a name on them. I have the 2006 Zaydan jersey when I was a kid. That was okay. my first ever jersey. Yep. Uh, I still have it to this day that has Zaydan on the back. And then I bought the 98, like, retro classic uh, Zidane jersey as well. Okay. And that's it. Because Zidane was, like, the, my, my favorite footballer growing up. And he was my hero growing up. Like, this that is the was... thing. You can't get some – this is my rule for names on the back of a shirt. Number mm-hmm. one, make sure that the number's a, a solid number. Mm-hmm. So I only have – I have two rules. Don't get one that's, like, 83 or 70, yeah. 70 
nine or some weird thing like that. Or the people who like make custom jerseys and put 69 on the back, like grow up. Yeah, seriously. Make sure it's like a seven, a 10, a five, you know, a good number. Mm-hmm. Secondly, the player, if you're getting a player, you cannot be older than that player. I, I'll go one further. There has to be a minimum five-year age gap. I don't have the age gap. But like, I'm not putting Neymar on the back of my shirt. I'm older than him. Yep. The only people, like, you have to be born before August 1990. So Balotelli, he qualifies just. just. I could put Balotelli <laughs> on the back of my shirt if I wanted to. I wouldn't want to, but I could. But some, I don't know who's born after me. Like, Jordan Henderson. can't. He can't because he comes after August 1990, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, hold on, let me check. Why would you want a Jordan Henderson jersey? But you know, just going yeah, off the birthdays, you'd have he's to be born. Like, oh no, 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 he, he counts. He's 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 older than me. By okay, okay, yeah. you, you, I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure Jordan Henderson is bigger than you, like older than you. Like, so Jordan Henderson's been around for a minute because he's on. been playing like for since like the late 2010s, late 2000s. Sorry. So let me let me let me let me let me, let me look. Okay. Uh, <laughs> players born in 19. You you guys get the point. I don't need to go through all this. Mm. But so, like, yeah, Conte, love you. Can't get you on the back of my shirt, bro. How old's Conte? Thirty. So damn, I'm, Conte's ninety after August twenty. So you're old. Oh wow. Yeah, I'm older than him. I'm older than Hazard. See, I'm ninety four. So like, I have I have a pretty good selection. Ooh. Like right now, I I, I like I could do. But, but like, no, no, I, no, no, no. According to your rule, if it's five years, I can't. Like, I won't. I can't pull like Conte. Like for me, like. Messi That's and Ronaldo. 1989 and behind. Messi, Ronaldo. Yeah, Messi, Ronaldo, Benzema qualify. Yes. Barely. Like, that's but it. But see, I would never – that's too That's too bait, I think. I think it's the London No, because like, how I look like at it – here's how I look Ronaldo, at it. Messi, Ronaldo, like, nah, like, I, I I'll, I'll tell you what. Here's – here's here's. No, I wouldn't I wouldn't get those, like, anymore, like, obviously. But, like, here's this is why I put the five-year rule, right? I look at it from when you become a teenager, 13, right? Mm-hmm. Five years, he's an adult, 18. That's where the five years comes from. So let's just okay. say, for example, if you're like when I was 13 years old, I'm pretty sure Benzema was five years older than me. So Benzema, he would have been 18, 19, going into like that that kind of age group. If a player were to look up somebody like that, that's that's possible. Benzema's way older than that, man. Isn't he? Benzema's 1988? 33, isn't he? No, no, no. He is actually way. Benzema's like 1987. Is he not? Yep. One second. Yep. Will... He's gonna be 34. Next yeah, month. 87. So, yeah, like, like I, I, sorry, I, I didn't want to, because I'm born 94. So, yeah, like, he's, yeah, 87. So, he's, he's, he's two years. He's, he's, he's beyond well, yeah, the he's, yeah, he's good. That's it. But I just find it hard. Like, look, if a guy's, like, two years older than me, like. Yeah, like, it's, no, I'm not. Mm-mm. Like, if I'm, like, in the ninth grade, I'm looking up to somebody in the eighth grade, the 11th it, grade, like, it, that's it, hard. It, it goes back to the point that we started with, which is where we'll end. Like, once you mature, mature to a certain point, you don't look at the footballer's on screen as like something to aspire to yep they're just oh these are people that made it but they're not i'm not idolizing Mm -hmm. jack Grealish or you know that's for somebody who's younger that hasn't had the history of watching football for two decades you know yep like that their legends are still to be made mine are done (laughs) like like what (laughs) my legends are being coaches (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like no, it's honestly no, because like if you look at it, like the Chelsea team that you grew up watching, you already saw them peak and win yeah. the Champions League. And the same thing with mine, like the Real Madrid that I grew up watching, I saw them peak and win the Champions League with like the Decima. Like, do you know like, what it is? Like you, you, you have an affinity for a certain 
not a team, but a squad. Mm -hmm. And once that squad fulfills its objectives, it's almost like if going back to we, us, Mm -hmm. we have fulfilled our objective here. Like we've done what we set out to do. And it's me, Drogba, (laughs) because I was on the pitch with them. You know, that's why I was outside running around. It's me, Drogba, (laughs) Czech, Terry, uh, Frank Lampard, Ashley Cole, Michael Essien, Flora Maluda. We did what we set out to do. We were here to win the Champions League. And you won We it. did that. Yep, but now, yep. but 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 once you get to the summit, do I start flying? Like, like that's impossible. Like, there's nowhere See, to go. So I had the same thing. Like, for me, like, the Madrid team that I start, like. What so made, imagine me putting Hazard on my shirt. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Like, Hazard, like he's 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 like he's never gonna fill those shoes. Like no. for you, he'll fill for new younger generation. Do you know how fans. mad I was that Oscar wore eleven? <laughs> you know how mad I was that Pedro wore eleven? Like eat little things like that annoy it, me. It, it, absolutely. See, T- Timo Werner wearing the eleven shirt pisses me off. Man, like that I... should be a retired shirt number. Yeah, man. Ross Barkley I... was wearing eight. Why are you in that? Yep. Yep, yep. No, I'm telling you, like for me, for me, it's it's, it's the same because I used to, I used to like because the Madrid side that I like what solidified me as a Madrid fan 100. Like I could never change Madrid being Madrid is the loss to Barcelona in 2010 when we lost five nil. Like I wanted revenge so bad. Like the hatred I had for Barca that day was like it made me go in the opposite direction, right? Oh, like some, some people quit after that. Like no, I went for harder. Barca, we, we we're, we're brothers on that one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like like you guys are the European rivals or the local rivals. Like, but like if that yeah. for me like made me solidify and like to see that Madrid side end up winning in 2012. That like my favorite team is the 2012 Madrid team. Mourinho's 2012. Yep. Right. Like, and I think that's Chelsea fans have that in common as well. Where you guys have a, another legendary Mourinho team. Like, oh, yeah. uh, so for me, that's my favorite Mourinho side. And like to see La Decima, like my only, the only, my only regret as a Madrid fan is I really wish Mesut Ozil stayed that one extra year. That one extra mm-hmm. year. Won the Champions League and then dipped. Like I get to see, because like, Mesut Ozil for me was one of my favorite players like growing up. Like, uh, I, I just remember, like, I always said that Mesut Ozil as the peak of his powers was the closest thing we had to Messi. At least someone playmaking, like, passing POV. Like, he was incredible. And, uh, yeah, I never got to see him, like, really live up to the potential that I had for him. But aside from that, just see us win La Decima, finally see us, like, lift that trophy and, like... Yeah, that's the peak. That's the peak. That's it. Like, the three-peat wasn't a sweep, by the way. Like, 15-16, for me, was not well, that's, as... That's, 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 that's your privilege, man. There are people, I think in Paris, I think in Manchester, the Blue Hat, oh, who would kill you for no, no, I, I, no. <laughs> even, fair, even fair. a final, even a final, they might final. take you out. But. See, but but here's the thing, like, like, because for me, like uh the weight usually for the first one, that's always the sweetest. Like the the the, the three P just kind of happened. You know what I mean? Like you did not expect yeah. it. Because like you won that one, then two years later you win another, like what? Then the it's next like- year after that. You- do, do, do you know what they say about drug users? Where mm-hmm. the, the first the first hit is the best hit, and then exactly. every time after you're chasing what that. you got. Exactly, it's kind of like that, man. It's like when City lose a final, the first one, or PSG lose a final. Like it's the most painful. You know, it's 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 a step on the way to the actual cup feeling better, and you don't know that in the moment. Like when Chelsea lost in two thousand nine, or two thousand eight, rather. It broke me, mm. and then 2009 was like a double hit. Like I, I don't know if like you you have air parents, so maybe like they'll tell you this. But if ever I would did something stupid or like I fell down, 
I would get a beating on top of it. Yep. So my dad would be like, I'll get you again. So it's it's almost like the incentive, don't mess up because you'll get the second one. Yep. 2009 was the second hit because it was meant to be, you go back, it's Manchester United again, and we're going to get the revenge. But then, you know, referees and penalties not given. Those stories leading up to 2012, it, give, it gave the, the eventual win that little bit of juice yeah so much sweeter because again you suffered you suffered so so much so 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 you you know tosin and you know money and those guys when they're pissed off at guardiola or pissed off at different people it's just like look this is part of the journey it's part of the story when psg eventually win you're gonna look back and think man the journey that we went through we lost to bayern or City losing to Chelsea last year, like it's gonna make the victory sweeter because eventually so you'll win because you have enough good players and money. But it's just it's part of the journey. But then yep. once you get there, you'll realize like, man, especially for like PSG, like oh the the Mbappe Neymar Messi team if they if they win it this year, it's never gonna be better than that for you. Never. Like the first time is always gonna be immortalized, and like exactly. even afterwards, like sometimes people think that you know what once you win you'll shut everybody up. But no, nope. people will still criticize you. Like, do you know what? Like, oh, just, just don't, not to cut you, but I, go I gotta add this because we gotta go. The the speed with which the next season comes after you win the Champions League is scary. Yeah. So yeah. like Chelsea, Chelsea won the Champions League, and within a matter of months, obviously there was a Euro that kind of screwed everything up. But mm. everything resets so quickly. Yep. You enjoy it the further you get away from it. You're you're remembering the moment and the moment perfects itself like i don't remember many of the bad things from 2012 even though there was a bunch of bad things but the further mm-hmm. you get away you just remember the good things That's but it. the next season comes back in the moment so quickly that it's just like yeah we won but on to the next now the, the sweetest feeling is just the final whistle when that final whistle blows that's that. That's where you peak happiness, and then after that, it's just downhill. And then later on, a couple of years down the line, you'll start thinking back about that season, like how wine, great it was. You know, it's like wine. exactly ages with like, like wine, right. like with that with that Madrid side, with that with those Madrid teams. Like I would never because for me, like people forget, but the consensus during the two, 2010s was Barcelona are like this god tier team. La Masia is this perfect academy. The Coifoy is the right way. Like Madrid are just sellouts. Like we were just always like uh, it was. It was just the betrayals always bad. Like Barcelona were just worshipped during that time frame, and just every year we won the Champions League the first time. Then two years they won it again, and people still criticized us. And they thought Barcelona are favorites. Then we win it again. People still criticized us. They said Barcelona. Are then we win it again, and it just kept on getting better and better and better. But yeah, I I don't say we anymore, bro. It's Chelsea, them, they. There's a distance now. And I don't think anything will close it unless maybe, like you say, we have, you know, Daniel the second or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And he's a Chelsea fan. Or maybe he turns out, hey, I want to support Arsenal. Okay, I got something for you. Then. I don't think that's happening. Man. I don't think that's happening, man. I, I, I highly doubt it. Like... I, I, would, I would actually like it. You know, just like don't follow me. Like follow what you like if – I picked Chelsea because they were the best team in FIFA in England that yeah. wore blue. True. What if my kid likes red or green? And all right, you're a Norwich supporter. I mean, if, or... <laughs> if my son comes to me one day and tells me, Dad, I'm a Barca fan, like, I'd just be disappointed <laughs> that I have a dumb son. Like, damn. You... 
I can't believe you're like, wow. Like, I, I just be supporting the fact that, like, he's, 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 like, what a dumb decision. Think about like, it. Well, think about it. Like, Ansu Fati might be the best player in the world in 10 years. It's not true. far-fetched. That's scary. That's scary, man. Like, I don't want to anyway. think about that. Like, I just got, I just got, we just got finished from Messi. Hopefully they don't, it's at least another 30 years. So give me a 30 year break after Messi. <laughs> it's too good. Thank you for stopping through. Thank you. Thank you for having you, me. You gave me a little bit longer than I said I needed. So thank you for that. Um, no problem. Where, where, where can people find you? Uh, just on Twitter at red9248. Indeed. We know, we know what 9248 means now for those not initiated to, to the Madrid things. You can follow us on Twitter at Talking Tactics, Facebook, Instagram, all the Talking Tactics. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It's free. If you're on Spotify, give us a follow. Check out the Patreon, as always. Yeah, we thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Talking Tactics podcast, sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. Indeed. Peace, peace, peace. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.